and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you this week. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go along with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two Vegas news shows each week on YouTube and combine them into this podcast. On this week's show, we have a lot to discuss, including a recap of New Year's Eve and some incidents that happened down on Fremont Street. Is it safe to bring kids down there these days? We'll also discuss some land that MGM sold across from Luxor and Mandalay Bay and a strip land sale that fell through. With all the projects coming, is this a boom or does this sale falling through mark the sign of the beginning of trouble? We'll discuss it. Plus Spiegel World, the absinthe creators are buying a town in the desert to turn into a circus village. I'll take you on the ground to Inspirata Station, the newest announced Vegas casino. So much in this show. As a reminder, if you like our shows and you're listening in Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a five-star review. A written review helps us out even more. And for all of our Vegas-related posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. You can find everything there. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, so many travelers were stranded over the holidays, but a lucky few were stranded in Las Vegas, the best airport in the world. Why? Because they have a pop-up bar. What other airport has a pop-up? They don't have one of those in Detroit, do they? No, I think I, I feel like I've had it when I've gone to the Caribbean. They have like that little bar when you walk out and they give you a drink or whatever. Um, but no, when I saw that, I was thinking they need, really needed these uh, for Southwest people. Like they should have put a bar in everywhere <laughs> that Southwest people were stranded last week. Yeah, how well do you think the bars and airports did with so many people stranded? Of course, McCarran or Harry Reid Airport had so many bags. There was crazy amounts of pictures, but it was just everywhere in the country, but especially in Southwest hubs, which Las Vegas is one, Phoenix, many others. It was an insane holiday season, but Vegas can still be Vegas. Even if you're stuck in the airport, there's a liquor store, there's pop-up bars, you can still have fun. Yeah, I love the video of a guy after like three days finds his bag and he like just screams out while he's hugging it and he's like... Sorry, everybody. It's been a week. (laughs) There is a lot to cover on this show, but let's start with the rumor mill, a vital Vegas rumor. So we will caveat this by saying he's been known to be wrong with his rumors in the past, but this is an interesting one to talk about. He says that the M Resort may be in discussions to be sold to MGM. So uh, MGM, of course, has made a lot of moves. They've sold land. They've picked up operations of Cosmo. They sold the operations of Mirage. The M Resort is way south of the Strip. It is the Raiders official hotel, and they did announce a new tower, what, a couple months ago that they're going to start construction on. It's sort of a strip-like casino, I would say, but it's very much a locals casino, but it's very nice. So I don't know. You think this is true or uh, just the rumor mill being the rumor mill? (laughs) Maybe they're trying to save money. They only need to add the GM to the M, and it's a little bit cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, that but was no. uh, the same the same joke Vital Vegas gave. So uh, congratulations oh, on that. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't see this happen. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, we've seen MGM dump some properties and try to get more consolidated. So they're all in like a row on the strip and everything. So I don't see why they would add one South Strip. I mean, if you're going to go for a local casino, I feel like this would be the, the best fit as far as like the architecture, the, the feel and, and the vibe and everything. But I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I'm sure locals would not be happy if <laughs> if this did happen. Yeah, it's a strange one. Penn National hasn't had the greatest success in Las Vegas. They just sold the operations of Tropicana to Bally's Corporation. So, you know, they're 
is perhaps a, a strategy of theirs to get out of the market. What's interesting, though, is they rolled in the land from both Tropicana and the M Resort into their REIT. So if they did sell the M, it would be the operations and their REIT would still control the land most likely. So that is a potential scenario. We know MGM has been asset light with what they've been doing. But yeah, I'm not buying this until we see something a little bit more concrete. It seems like the M Resort is a flagship property. Penn, it's their only property now in Las Vegas. And they just announced it in expansion. So unless the price was really crazy or something, I don't see it happening. I should also mention that Station Casinos, what, a few weeks ago announced Inspirata Station, which is just a couple miles really in the same area. And on the next show, I will show you guys what it looks like. I was recently out there, filmed the site of where Inspirata Station is, and you'll kind of be able to see what that will all look like. But more competition coming. I don't know. I don't see this as a good fit for MGM. Yeah, especially like you said with them, you know, doing the addition, unless they ran into money problems or or financial issues for building, I don't see why they would get out of it after they just announced that they're going to be expanding. And and if they are expanding, they must be doing well. So just, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, and I hope it doesn't happen because we don't need MGM gobbling up another casino. So hope we keep some uh, independence there. That'd be great. All right. So let's talk about New Year's Eve. It was almost ruined by a big storm. Uh, The weather forecast had rain coming. And indeed, like at 1130, 1140, there was this giant storm on the west side of the valley, huge amounts of rain, but it seemed to stick west of I-15 and all of the fireworks shows were able to go off on the strip and even downtown at Plaza, that drone show went off. It looked like a great time. And uh, there were some bad things that happened, especially downtown this week. We'll talk about a little bit later. But overall, the strip, I think they said 400,000 people came to Las Vegas for New Year's Eve. The fireworks show was incredible. I don't know that it was any more special than past years, but there's nothing more unique than seeing those fireworks go off across multiple casinos. And as for the plaza with their separate show, what I saw of it, the the videos on Twitter and elsewhere look pretty cool. Yeah, the drones looked really cool. I'm glad they did that. And, you know... We are in a copycat society, so I expect fully that the Strip and other casinos will add it next year. But, you know, my favorite video was the one from the helicopter where you could see, like, the whole Strip uh, view going off and all the fireworks. And that made me think, like, is Legacy Club, and I'm sure it's, like, an insane amount of money to get into, but don't you think, like, at Circa and Legacy Club, like, being up there with that view of the Strip would probably be the best place to watch the fireworks? I feel like that would be the most unique view that you could get. I think the Palms Ghost Bar is probably the best place to watch the fireworks just because it's closer, but certainly Legacy Club has that view straight down the strip and they would have a really close view of Plaza and that show as well, almost right on top of it. So I think Legacy Club certainly would be a great place. I saw a video from the Palms Ghost Bar. I've been up there. I think that has probably the best side-to-side view. Uh, A friend of mine was on the Area 15 liftoff at the time of the fireworks. That would be pretty incredible. nice. Yeah, it looked like an incredible time. It went off really well. I think on the strip, they spent $600,000 on the fireworks this year, and uh, it, it just went off as expected. So that's always good for Las Vegas for for that you know iconic thing. I feel like these days, there's two iconic places to go for New Year's Eve in the US, New York, Times Square, or the Las Vegas Strip. I've never been to Times Square, been to the Strip. It really is unique. It's a crazy atmosphere. It's not for the old at heart, but uh, if you're young at heart, something everybody should probably try. And this year, I sort of got that feeling. So maybe next year, I'll go out on this trip. I noticed there was a ton of YouTubers out there live streaming. So uh, good for them for going out and creating content and showing everybody what it was like. 
I feel like Vegas would be the better bang for buck for uh, for that too. Like I had a friend that was looking to go to New York City uh, for Times Square, and they were going to stay at like the Hyatt Centric, and it, it was they wanted something like twelve hundred dollars a person to get into the the part the New Year's Eve party, and they weren't even a gu- guaranteed a view of Times Square or anything. The prices are astronomical, like Grand Prix prices in Vegas. <laughs> so I, I feel like you know you can get out on the Strip, you can walk in there. You're not as crammed. Like you see people on. TV in Times Square, and it's like wall-to-wall people where at least the strip is a long you know, area that you can find spots and pockets that aren't so crammed. So I think Vegas is probably the better option, the one I'd be more like and the, likely to do. And I know we're it's on the list to talk about the trash and the cleanup afterwards. And, you know, I saw the pictures and how much effort goes into it. And thanks, everybody, that, that does that job that nobody wants after, you know, a big party. But all I could think was, that looks a lot better than <laughs> New York. I mean, it's more spread out, but New York just looks terrible afterwards. Yeah, it's definitely more spread out, so more space. And that's a good thing, right? When you're in big crowds all night, it's tiring. Even if you're having fun, being able to kind of get away from people for a minute is good. And with the whole strip open up, <laughs> your dream, right? Your pipe dream, having the whole strip closed off to, to traffic, it uh, it works pretty See, well. it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk revenue numbers really quickly. The Nevada Gaming Control Board released the numbers for November 2022. And while we're not going to go into all the details here, basically the numbers are slightly down from 2021 from their records. The casinos are still doing really well. Uh, I think $1.22 billion in statewide gaming revenue in November of 2022 compared to $1.321 in 2021. So about a 7.6% change to the negative. Is this the sign that finally it's slowing down in Vegas? I don't know. It is weird because we've been doing this show for a while and every month they're up pretty much. This is the first time I can remember that it's been a dip uh, year over year. So interesting to see, you know, we've been waiting for this for a while. We we predicted it to happen earlier in the fall to start to see uh, dips. So I'm not surprised. I do think it's, you know, coming down from peaks, but it's still going to be still seems strong compared to the norms. So I don't expect that to change too much. I mean, December numbers will be interesting to see compared to the year, you know, if you if it's a two or three month in a row where it dips, then you're seeing a trend. So I don't think you can say much after one month, but I definitely wouldn't be shocked to see it dip for a few more months. And year over year for the entire year, still slightly up. So uh, as a trend, 2022, probably going to be better than 2021. But my guess would be 2023, not as good, but we shall see because uh, there's a lot going on this year in Las Vegas. Now we got to cover some you know, not so good news. And that was at the Fremont Street experience where I think two days in a row or two out of three days, there were some big events there. There was a pedestrian hit and run on 4th Street and Fremont. Two pedestrians were crossing the road against the walk. So they didn't have the walk signal and they got hit by a drunk driver who drove away from the scene but was later caught and they both died. And then there was a shooting where two people were shot on Fremont Street, right on the Fremont Street experience. So yeah, it's, it's rough. What do you think about the safety there? I've made that video on midnight on Fremont Street. Is it safe? A couple years ago with my wife, we felt safe, but there have been shootings. There are metal detectors there, which is strange considering uh, that this gun was clearly on Fremont Street. What do they do to fix this? I mean, more police presence, I think, is the only thing you really can do. I mean, metal detectors only do so much because you got people coming in and out of the casinos and stuff. So you're not checking every entry point. So, you know, we've talked about this. Fremont Street was like one of my favorite places in Vegas back in, uh, you know, early like 2010s, 2008, something like that. And then when they started to add the zip lines and more and more stuff, it got more and more crowded. And it, it just didn't have the same vibe as 
the same open air feeling, the same vibe, you know, just the fun atmosphere. And the last couple of years, it's like, it seems where everybody goes and it's just been so crowded. It's so hard to move. And that's what's scary about these things is it's so packed that if, you know, uh, where do you run to if, if something like this happens? So I, I will say, like, I saw somebody with like a kid on their shoulders right down from where the shooting is. With everything that's happened on uh, Fremont Street, please don't take your kids there at night. Like, I can't stress that enough. It, it just doesn't seem like a good decision. I'd go there during the day. At night, I'd probably try to get out of there unless I was staying at one of the casinos. And I'd be in the casino at that point. But it, it's not somewhere I'd want to hang out at night anymore. Yeah, especially on the weekends where you get crowds from out of town, crowds from Southern California. I will say I saw a lot of shade for people... You know, the guy had the kid on his shoulders. There was a stroller in this one video of the shooting and people were, you know, talking crap about the parents. Fremont Street has always been fairly family friendly. Now, not late into the night, of course, but I remember being on Fremont Street before the canopy when I was a kid going to Golden Nugget, eating there with my family. There's a light show. There are things there that would be interesting for kids. And a lot of people don't know sort of what the atmosphere has turned into. And I think we can blame the casinos. I think we should blame the casinos. They've created this adult sort of oasis that's created some danger. And the question is, you know, at eight o'clock on Fremont Street, shouldn't you be able to have a child there with the canopy and the later. zip lines? And No, I know this is later, but I'm just saying okay. in general, people oh, are yeah, saying, eight, don't yeah. ever bring your kids there. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I, I don't know where the cutoff time is. You know, when does it start to get a little bit over time? I would say, you know, 10 o'clock maybe. But that's just a guess on my part. You you could be there at 830. You never know what's going to happen these days. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to bring my kids there during the days, late into the night, you know. And people are coming to Vegas from all over, so their time schedules are always different, which makes it tough. Like, if you, uh, you know, or have jet lag and your kid's up at 2 a.m., you're going to go walk around because what, what else are you going to do and that's maybe not the best scenario these days. Let's switch to something a little bit more positive in downtown. Fremont's new food hall has now has opened, and uh, it looks pretty nice in there. Uh, they also expanded the casino and added some other stuff there. But the, the food hall looking pretty good. Of course, uh, food hall trend, food call, food court, whatever we want to call them. <laughs> yeah, uh, not food fancy. hall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have so many I food mean halls in Las Vegas now. It looks it looks nice. It does, but it looks just like a you know a food court that you see in in a nicer mall or or whatever. I don't know what this. Maybe it's like instead of saying used car, it's a pre-owned car. Like that's what they're they're going for. Make it seem a bit fancier, but it does look like a nice setup. And I know uh, Julian shows off some uh, some food from the one place, and the chicken sandwich looked looked pretty big. You know, for nine dollars, that's about what you pay to get it at a fast food restaurant most places. So I think the deal's better, and that's. One of the things we said la uh, last show was, you know, these food halls haven't been cheaper. They've been getting more and more expensive. So it's good to see, you know, on Fremont Street, at least that maybe there's some some quality, uh, decent deals there. So it, it seems like they have enough seating for everything. And I will say the the sports bar uh, area looked really nice. The new sports book with the bar top and everything that looked like a good place to catch, catch a game, play some video poker or something. So I think they did nice. The The finishes look all nice and a lot of seating and everything. So as long as the food is a good deal, I think it's a, a win for us for sure. Yeah, it's good to see the old Fremont getting some love. And uh, I saw this tweet about the whiskey liquor uh, burger. That's the rotating bar at Binion's that's right out on Fremont Street. And the whiskey li liquor up, uh, there's this photo of this burger. And it looks amazing. I almost want to go out and get it. More good food on Fremont Street. So we can end the downtown discussion in a positive note despite uh, the, the really bad news of the last week. 
Yeah, that looked like a you know a burger you could split almost. It looked <laughs> it was pretty big, but yeah, you don't expect that. It you think it's a place you just go have a drink, look at Fremont while you're having a drink, and if you're lucky enough to get you know one of the seats right out there uh, on the edge, it, it's pretty amazing. But I, I wouldn't ever even thought that that's the place to go for burgers. All right, and the big news of the week: MGM has sold the land that they where the Harvest Music Festival, the October first shooting happened. Part of the land, first off, they gave to the county, I think, uh, for a permanent memorial for October first. So part of that land will be used for that. MGM donated that land. They didn't charge for it, anything. So kudos to them. And then they sold the rest of the land to the affiliated tribes of the Fort Berthold Indian Reservation. And this name sounded familiar. And I started Googling around and I realized that we had covered this before, that they bought a piece of land just behind that, uh, what, last year, 2021. And it seems like if you put these two pieces of land together, you have a perfect site for a new casino. This tribe or this group of tribes owns a casino, I think in North Dakota. They also have a lot of money from oil reserves on their reservation. It seems like perhaps they're wanting to get into the Vegas market, although they have not announced what they're going to do there yet. Yeah, why else would you buy it unless you're going <laughs> to put a casino <laughs> there? But that, that would be great news. You know, we, we've talked about how we want more than you know, just MGM and Caesars owning Vegas. And, and we've been adding it slowly, uh, new operators coming in. Uh, so this would be another one to add to that. And and I think that's great. And, you know, hopefully, I'm, I'm still hopeful that somebody brings back some theming, uh, you know, so maybe they'll announce something really cool because we've kind of lost lost that for a bit and I'd love to get back to it. So I'm hopeful that they, they bring something in, something unique. And, and I love that that part of the strip. It's not getting as much love anymore these days. So it'd be nice to see an injection down there too. You do have the Dream Hotel just down from there. So that would be two projects that potentially could happen there. And then we see all these projects on the north end of the strip. It does make me wonder long-term if we're going to be able to fill all these rooms if we keep getting new casinos. But I think you're absolutely right when we're talking about new operators And this is a sign that tribal gaming has officially arrived in Las Vegas. I know it's already happened, but just in the last couple of years, we went from no tribes owning casinos to Mohegan Sun at Virgin to uh, the Palms being owned by a tribal casino to the Seminoles now buying Mirage to be the first to operate a casino on the Strip. And uh, now this, uh, this is a pretty decent sized land owning. And they did say in 2021 that... They could build a casino or a parking lot or whatever. They just said it was a good deal to get the land. But I'm guessing that this has been a longer-term vision. And uh, MGM just wants to get rid of that land, right? There's nothing they could really do with it after what happened on October 1st. Parking lot for the Raiders, I guess, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I guess. (laughs) Let's hope it's not a parking lot. That would be sad. But it's getting crazy to kind of keep track of all the potential new projects on the Strip. And at this point, it seems like just an absolute boom, right? Uh, when you look at Fountain Blue and all the other potential land sites, the Tillman Fertitta, the Dream, this one, uh, other things going on, the, that land in front of the convention center, and then the local casinos like Durango. And, you know, it's crazy. I mean, it's just another boom in Las Vegas after, you know, 10 years ago when everything failed, or I guess more than 10 years ago now, and things just came to a halt forever. And uh, Resorts World was the first major casino to open after Cosmo in 2009. So it took over a decade to get a new casino. And then it just seems like we're going to be back like it was the 90s, where we're going to have a new casino opening every one or two years for the next uh, few years. So, yeah, it's good times ahead. What if uh, Fountain Blue, like, you know, kicked off as things, the Great Recession happened? And when it finishes, another recession kicks off. Would that be like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Fountain Blue is the kiss of death. It's an exciting time to be covering Las Vegas. I know that both of us are excited to do this every week. And as a reminder, we release shows normally on Tuesdays and Fridays. Our next new show this week is going to come on Saturday because I am going to release that Prim Valley Casino, the Dead Mall show you really how bad it looks out there, half the casino floor gone. So that's going to come out on Thursday of this week, and then our second show will be on Saturday. Just to fit it all in this week, so much going on. A new year, Mark, 2023. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, 2023. we got a lot of stuff going on, uh, you know, a lot of things that are irons in the fire for Vegas that are, you know, going to wrap up this year and into next year. So should be a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff to cover. You know, people are still going in droves, so there's always going to be something funny happening. So, Mark, did you see that video of the coyote hanging out on top of the car? We don't have a ton of wildlife here. Well, I guess we do have a ton of wildlife here, but not like bugs and insects like you got there. But we got coyotes and mountain lions. Fun to live in the desert. Yeah, I mean, they have like no fear anymore. It seems like they're just standing on a car and a car's driving by. It doesn't even run away. And it almost looks like a dog from a distance. Do people get like confused sometimes because they're so, they don't seem to be skittish at all, you know? And then I've always wondered, is there ever an issue with like dogs getting attacked and stuff since they're coming into where people live so much? I know we have issues with mountain lions coming in and attacking small pets. I'm not sure of coyotes, but I'm sure they probably do. I've still never seen one in the wild, but yeah, they do look like a dog as you kind of get closer though. You can kind of see that face, that ferocious face, but he was playing king on top of that car. He knew his position. He was ready to pounce. Imagine coming out in the morning and just seeing like footprints all over your roof (laughs) roof and be (laughs) like, what the heck is this? We have to make an update on the MSG Sphere. We have a lot to talk about in this show, but uh, we talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about how MSG is going to spin off their businesses. And now we're finding out that they might sell off the Tao nightclub chain, which just, you know, they bought Hakkasan not too long ago, I think last year. And James Dolan kind of in trouble. It seems like MSG is having cash flow issues. So Tao going up for auction, the sphere is causing big issues. It's kind of scary, really, because you built this empire and you've had you have all these different uh, facets to it, and you're basically like mortgaging all of them to to go all in on the sphere. And you know, it's so close to being done. It's kind of you know surprising that they're having this much trouble with money and that he has to look to sell stuff and spin off, you know, into different companies and stuff just to to raise the funds. You know, hopefully they get to the finish line but you think somebody would swoop in and and give them some money since they're so close to being done i don't know but i know you know that one person that's looking to buy it is the owner of the rockets right and that kind of makes sense yeah the infamous tillman Fertita, uh the guy who now owns land on the strip he owns all the golden nuggets the landry's the houston rockets he is another billionaire and it is rumored that he is uh in the running to to buy tau that would make sense given his kind of expanded holdings in Las Vegas. Although Tao has a ton, I think 30 restaurants and clubs in New York City and in the Middle East. And so they're a lot more than in Las Vegas. But yeah, it, it's it's an interesting story because we've said from the beginning that this project didn't make a lot of sense financially. We couldn't really see how they would recoup. And it seems like it was too much of an undertaking for them. But uh, to your point, we're so far along now. I expect it'll get finished one way or the other. What was really interesting is some people covered that there's this new concept art for MSG because they tweeted out this new piece of concept art, except it wasn't anything new. It was those. It was that concept art with the three neon stripes through it, which we talked about about a year and a half ago. So uh, what's old is new again. It's like the 80s. Uh, remember the pictures, the school pics with the lasers in the background? Like, you know, that was what everybody wanted. 
<laughs> but no, it would make a lot of uh, sense for him to buy it because, you know, he, he's opening up that property on the strip and that could be like a mainstay for him. He could put that in there right off the bat and have kind of some cachet to it, you know, as well as other holdings he has. It, it would fit in a little bit. I'm sure he'd be looking for a deal knowing that there's some pressure coming down on the sale, you know, maybe he can sell his wind stock to buy it. It's about probably worth, you know, he's probably up as much to just cash it out and buy it real quick. You know, James Dolan has done this before where he put companies up for auction and then backed out. So this could just be seeing if he's going to get the money that he wants. Uh, But the sphere just got a a big loan to get kind of get them through. So yeah, I mean, it's clear there's a lot of issues. I wouldn't want this out there if I wasn't having those issues if I was him. So but we'll keep you guys updated. The sphere is at least supposed to open or the screens are supposed to be operational by the end of the year by Formula One. It's supposed to open at the before the end of the year, so we don't have an updated timeline. Excited for that, but MSG in a bit of trouble. Now, who's not in trouble, or at least we don't know, is Station Casinos, who's massively expanding all across the Las Vegas Valley with their new Durango Casino in the Southwest. They also closed three casinos after COVID, the Texas Station Fiestas in Henderson and on Rancho. So they're redoing their entire sort of portfolio and they announced just a few weeks ago Inspirata Station which we covered a 900,000 square foot complex with an 80,000 square foot casino 600 hotel rooms four restaurants and a food hall mark and uh, 30,000 square (laughs) square feet of meeting space along with a movie theater and a bowling alley which is really good but I went out there I my friend lives not far from there so I went out there and walked and looked at the site there's not a whole lot going on As far as construction, there are a few bulldozers there, although it's not clear if they're for a restaurant that's being built kind of next door. So not a lot going on, not a sign there or anything else, but it is a massive property. And uh, my friend Dave and I walked all along through Inspirata. He lives up there and he bought in there like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And it's been crazy just to watch that area grow. And so we walked through all the new areas of Inspirata and there are so many houses out there. They just keep putting houses and pretty soon it's just going to be all the way to the 15 and further south out of town. So I think this casino is going to do well. We talked about the M Resort sort of rumor with MGM, but I do think that this area is going to be a hot area for casinos or at least those two. Yeah, you know, good on Dave for buying early in the boom, the the new boom area. So that that's a smart purchase and this will just add value and, and bring in more people to the area. So I think they'll be, keep building more and more houses. It, you know, the expansion, we always talk about it, is crazy. And everybody always wonders how they're going to do it with the water. But they find a way, I guess. Um, yeah, so this is, this will be a, a nice addition, especially for locals. I like that they're bringing in, you know, kind of like the Orleans with the movie theater, the bowling alley, stuff like that to, to give the people other options besides just gambling make it kind of a one-stop shop for entertainment for a night out type of thing so i like when they do that and that's kind of the key market when you're going for locals you don't want to just be gambling you know that's everywhere so bring them in keep them there all day uh that's something that that they don't really do around here for the local casinos uh that i wish they would but uh, you know it's cool to see i will say that the area that it's in is much more in the residential area compared to m so there are people's houses that are walking distance to here there is a small shop center kind of at the end of the property but other than that it's all houses around there it will all be houses so on one end you know you're living with a casino sort of right in the middle of your neighborhood on the other hand you have a new cinema new bowling alley like you said a new food hall so you have a lot of uh, good stuff there and uh, i'm excited to watch this thing get built they built durango pretty quickly i gotta get out there to film an update but this should be uh, starting to rise here pretty soon and i'll keep you guys updated keep walking out there 
as they build it. Yeah, I feel like in other areas of the country that might be people would get upset about having a casino put in their neighborhood. But when you live in Vegas, I think it's just kind of the nature of the beast and ex- somewhat expected. So I don't I don't think it will bother people as much as it would elsewhere. Um, you know, there's pluses and minuses for sure. But I, I think the local casino brings a different vibe versus, you know, the Strip and, and everything like that or Fremont Street. So I, I don't think there'll be any problems. All right, so let's pivot to this next story. So Prim, Nevada is just about 30 minutes from Las Vegas. I did that Buffalo Bills video. This week, just a couple days ago, I showed Prim Valley and the Dead Mall out there. Make sure to check that out. Uh, it's in really bad shape. Half the casino's torn out. You really want to see it. If you're sensitive to bird poop, though, maybe, maybe you know, close your eyes. Is that a there's thing? A, <laughs> there's a lot of bird poop <laughs> out there, as people will see in that video. But just 20 minutes from Prim, or less than an hour from the Las Vegas Strip is a town called Nipton, California. And this town was for sale famously. Uh, a couple bought it like the 1980s for a couple hundred thousand dollars and operated it for a long time. Then they, when the husband died, they sold it a few years ago to a cannabis company who defaulted and then they relisted it. And guess who bought it and what they're going to do with it? Shit's Creek. Yeah, basically <laughs> a modern version of that. Uh, yeah. Spiegel World, the creators of Absinthe and Opium, they are going, they purchased it and they're going to turn it into like a circus village with attractions and I guess, you know, all their performers and entertainers and people can go out there and get experiences with them. The entire kind of town is only 80 acres. So that's smaller by comparison than Resorts World. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting idea. It's only about 20 minutes off of I-15. So people driving from Southern California into Vegas, it's really only a 20 minute detour, less than an hour from the Strip, 20 minutes from Prim. So uh, I think this is an interesting idea and I could see it drawing people because it's not that far out of the way. It's still crazy to me that people can buy a town, you know, I'm guessing nobody else lived there. So that's why they can get it done where in like Schitt's Creek, is this like art imitating life or life imitating art in Schitt's Creek? There's actually people that live there. So that's a whole nother uh, ball wax. But no, this is a interesting idea. You know, I'd be curious to check it out depending on how how they do, you know, talking about it is one thing and doing it is another thing for sure. But if they have it where you just kind of go and be in that experience and that environment and stuff, I think that'd be kind of cool and something definitely worth pulling off the highway for. You know, it's like a throwback to the old days of the the highway, the side of the road attraction, even though it's a bit further off the road, but, you know, something to break up the trip a little bit and, and check it out. And if they have people performing throughout the day, I think it'd be kind of kind of neat to see and, and something di- that you don't really get anywhere else. So I think it would be cool it's a, just a question of do they do it you know are they, do they pull it off yeah they said the performers are kind of excited embracing the potential of nipton there are people who live there mark 25 people live in nipton california so how does that in the work, rv though? park <laughs> I, they live in the that, rv park how do you buy other people's stuff i don't know it's just weird like can you raise taxes if you want it boggles my mind i don't know I'm guessing they own the RV park and it's all rented out there. Spiegel World did say that their performers and artists are embracing the potential of Nipton, excited to get involved in the creative direction of the town. And uh, I can think of a lot of performers who would enjoy their time out there. This is where Chris Angel's going to go and and do his monologue and and kind of work on it where people boo him off stage and then he goes and and gets it right like a comedian or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> with 25 uh, town inhabitants i mean that would be a big audience hey for that's record sales for him man he's gonna kill it <laughs> all right so uh let's that's, move on that's all his viewership from cw right there 25 
Big time out in the desert. All right. So Ellis Island launched a new loyalty program and I didn't know they didn't have one, but apparently they didn't have tiers before or now they've launched it with tiers. The problem with a property like that is they don't have a whole lot, I feel like, to offer to the really high-end gamblers. Like when you get to their top two tiers of loyalty, it's like a VIP check-in at the hotel, which we've talked about. You know, they are making it nicer, but it's not... You know, it's more of a motel kind of feel as of right now. Complimentary resort fee, VIP parking. But the best benefit, I think, of the top tier elite status is a karaoke skip the line pass. That's some ultimate power right there. You just put your slip in, go right to the front of the line. Big dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. I think the the coolest thing is, you know, getting next in line for the restaurant with that, the steak deal they're always having and, and stuff like that. Like, it's you know, you can be in there for 45 minutes to an hour wait, so... Come in, show your card, and, and get in line is pretty cool. I, I was interested to see, you know, they had said upgrade to suite when available, but I don't know many motels that have suites, so I'm curious to see what that what the Super 8 motel suite looks like. Like, uh, we got to get in there. You should book it and just film it, do a walkthrough of the, the Super 8 suite. So many uh, interesting rooms in Las Vegas, so I'll add that one to the list. Yeah. There was one other at the perk. bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. There was one other perk, uh, machine reserving, which I'm guessing is that they'll reserve a machine for you or you can kick somebody. I don't know what that means, but they're coming up yeah, with some interesting perks. Yeah, some yeah. interesting perks for their players. And uh, we'll put a link in the description. You can see all of the perks at Ellis Island, but another new loyalty program launching in Las Vegas. And now the main story of the week, Mark, and this is perhaps the first sign of a loss of confidence in Las Vegas. We've talked so much about all of the sort of boom coming and all of the new projects, so many of them, and on, on previous shows, one of those projects was potentially the land where the Riviera set. Part of that land was used for the convention center, but there was about 10 acres right on the strip, right next to Pepper Mill and Fountain Blue that was being sold to a Chilean investor. And that deal was agreed to in October, 2021. It was supposed to close by the end of last year. He backed out, lost $7 million. The, mar the land is back up for sale. But basically, he blamed rising mortgage interest rates and an uncertain economy for why he backed out. This guy owns like the largest casino company in all of Latin America. He's a big player in the casino space down there. Is this a sign of things to come? We're going to see more sort of pulling back on the Las Vegas market? I mean, it doesn't seem like it up until now. All we hear is about more, more and more and more growing and expanding and building. So I wonder if there's more to this story. Like, you know, whenever somebody's coming from out of the country, you, ne you never know what kind of hurdles they come into or what issues they have. You know, less chances to get financing, maybe potentially. I don't know if he was planning on paying all this out of his pocket or, or whatnot, but it does seem you know a bit crazy that it took this long too like you you agreed to the deal on 20 end of 2021 and you just now back out doesn't that seem a bit lengthy and kind of crazy to you for a simple land deal yeah i don't know what what the kind of motivation was behind that although the lvcva has always said it was supposed to close by the end of 2022 the real sort of sad thing about that is when they bought the Riviera and they changed everything over and they took this piece of land, sort of those funds when they sell this land have to be used for improvements and things for the convention center. And so they had earmarked this money to renovate all the older halls in the convention center. And if you've been to the convention center lately, they have the new you know, hall that they built, the West Hall expansion, and it looks really nice and modern. But if you go to like the older parts of the convention center, it looks very 90s, old carpet. It definitely needs some love, and that's what this was going to do. So this potentially delays that. Although 
you would think, I mean, I guess the price is the real stick, but uh, you would think that piece of land, especially with Fountain Blue opening up, Resorts World being new, would be a very attractive piece of land to build something on because you get that synergy with all those new properties. Yeah, they might even get a little bit higher price than they were initially getting. You never know. So this could end up working out to be something better. You know, the timeline stinks that they got to deal with it all over again. But I'm really hopeful somebody in the near future with all these buildings, you know, maybe this land, somebody brings back one of the iconic, uh, you know, Vegas mainstays, like bring back Stardust. I don't know what the legalities are with the naming rights and all that, but like Stardust, Riviera, or even like a Moulin Rouge, which I know you've, you've wanted, like bring that sign back. But wouldn't it be cool to have like a throwback property name, you know, all that type of stuff. Circa did it a little bit, but they named it, the, you know, a unique name. I'd love to see Stardust would be so cool to see come back. It would be. Uh, it's owned, I believe, by Boyd Gaming, the name of Stardust. So, you know, and that's sort of what happens with all of these. Like Sands was owned by, you know, Venetian because they tore that down. But I think bringing something back and you could spend money to buy a name, right? So, uh, yeah, something like that, a very boutique kind of place. It's only a few, 10 acres or so, so it's not huge, but there is enough land there to put a nice property. I think somebody will get it. You know, it's, it's a prime piece of real estate at this point where maybe 10 years ago it wasn't be- just because you're going to have the brand new Fountain Blue, brand new Resorts World. Win is only, you know, less than a five minute walk away. So it's a good area to stay, I think. And then, of course, our favorite restaurant is uh, just steps away. So you can eat at yeah, the Yeah, you save the best for last there. <laughs> yeah so it's uh it's good for that you can get all the nice diner food good uh portions everything else at pepper mill although the lines are always long but we do love it there so yeah i, I don't know if this is going to be a sign of things to come maybe just a blip on the radar we'll keep looking at that all the other projects in las vegas are still a go and many of them are already deep into construction but others like the rio we haven't seen any progress on that caesars is still managing it even though that contract was supposed to end the owners haven't really said much so there is still a lot in the air about the future that one's surprising because i feel like that was like the first of all these dominoes you know that happened several years ago that you would have thought that they'd start renovating some you know one of the towers or or start doing something but it just seems like it's kind of endlessly out there hanging and, and no updates is kind of strange. If you're a diamond member or if you really want a cheap suite during the week, Rio has back to having their like hundred dollar suites, 1600 square foot suites. So it's a value if you want to stay there midweek, but not a place that looks very nice these days, unfortunately, but we'll keep you guys updated on everything here. And don't forget to leave a comment. Let us know what you think about any of these stories. Is this a sign of things bad things to come for las vegas what do you think about inspirata station a circus town in the middle of the desert leave a comment subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell and we will see you back here on tuesday thanks so much for watching talk to you next time